0: How long, O Lord? That's the theme of Psalm 82. It's also the cry of Christians in Ukraine. This war is a year old. Death and destruction for 12 months now. Thousands of lives ended. Many more interrupted. How long? The war drags on. There is no end in sight. Offensives and counteroffensives. All week, I've been checking in on people we've had on the radio this past year. Pastors who stayed behind, sending their families to safety. Humanitarian relief workers with Christian ministries themselves displaced as they pack up donated food and scripture to distribute where needed most. Christians from outside, like the former Amish, Daniel, who has risked his life for months, driving food into hot zones, driving refugees out. Christians in this fallen world echo the words of Asaph. This is what he wrote in Psalm 82. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. Come quickly, Jesus, take us home. This is Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a special series this week called Giving Hope in Ukraine. A year ago today, there were hundreds of thousands of troops lined up on the border between Russia and Ukraine. Would they or would they not invade, people wonder. I've spoken with Ukrainians, Russians, and Poles since then. None of them thought Putin would invade, but they did one year ago tomorrow. Joining us now to describe what she and her family went through a year ago is Nadia Lipak. Nadia, you're in a suburb of Kiev right now. They're outside the capital. You've worked with Mission Eurasia for many years. They're the organization handing out boxes of food to families that our listeners are supporting. So Nadia, your English is so good because... You're a translator by profession, aren't you?
1: Yes, I am. By the grace of God. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Um, You lost your own home, didn't you? Do you mind telling us what happened?
1: Of course. I will tell you about the sad story that happened to me, but it has happened to many, many, many Ukrainians uh, all over Ukraine. Um, When the war started, we packed our suitcases and we left that very same morning when we found out that the full scale, uh, invasion had started. Uh, we were, um, so horrified. We were running in panic, trying to escape. My daughter went outside and she could hear explosions. She was horrified. It was 6 AM that morning. And, um, we started rushing packing our suitcases and at 7 a.m. we were already on the road heading towards the western part of ukraine um uh, as we um, left uh, our house i had a thought maybe this is the last time i see my house maybe i will never come back to this home um we left me and the girls, we went to Romania and then to Germany. My husband stayed here in Ukraine. He was not allowed to leave Ukraine. And uh, as we were already in Germany, uh, he sent me the message. Uh, we lost our apartment. Uh, Russians have bombed the whole high-rise, which was nine-storied buildings building. And he was sending me pictures of this building. It was all on fire right in the middle of the night, and, of course, mm. everything burned. There's nothing there. They Right now, they have already torn apart this building. So there's nothing there at all. Just because uh, the, those concrete uh, walls mm. between floors and between um, rooms, mm-hmm. they were all um, fallen apart. There was nothing to save. Um, so... We lived in that apartment for eight years uh, with our kids and with my husband and there are so many special memories that we've had with this home and it's gone but there are so many other ukrainians who lost their homes their apartments uh, and they have nowhere to live so that's a horrible horrible thing that happened to many many people Mm.
0: let's talk about what the lord is doing You've suffered personally. Your family has suffered. Uh, Where do you see the hands of the Lord right now?
1: As I go back um, and I look back, um, the year has passed since we had to flee. And I can tell that uh, I find peace in the thought that God is with me. I've seen him guiding me and uh, directing me uh, through all this year. Me and my kids, God has provided angels who were care- caring for us, who gave us place to stay, gave us food to eat, and gave us uh, clothes to wear. And I am just so, so thankful to God for being with us in the middle of this turmoil. Horrible, horrible time that you would never wish to your enemies to live through time like that. It's uh, quite scary to live when we have siren raids and we have missiles flying over our heads but we know that um, our life is in God's hands and you just have to be prepared any moment to meet with God uh, and I tell you it's not easy <laughs> it's not easy but but I see God I really mm. feel Him like mm. physically I feel Him when the panic comes up or I cry or I'm Uh, Scared, I feel like God is just putting his hands over me. He's embracing me, and he says, I'm with you. I will help you to go through this.
0: Mm. Nadia, my sister in Christ, thank you so much for sharing with us again on the program.
1: It's my joy. I'm so happy to be here and share what's on my heart.
0: This is Haven Today, and as I said, Nadia works for Mission Eurasia. They're giving away boxes of food and sharing the gospel when they do it to so many who are in need in their country. Would you like to help people be fed with bread as well as the bread of life? We're raising funds for Mission Eurasia, not a dime for Haven. Every dollar for Ukraine goes to Ukraine. A $50 food box feeds a family of five for a week. Just call us right now and tell us how many families you would like to feed. And then when you're on with us, tell us how much you're sending for Ukraine and how much you're giving for Haven Ministries. The number to call is 865 Haven. 865 Haven or go to our website haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And now we open the program with Keith and Kristen Getty, joined by Matt Papa.
2: What is our hope in life and death? Christ alone. Christ alone. What is our only call? confidence that our soul With him, there we will rise to meet the Lord. Then sin and death will be destroyed, and we will feast in endless joy when Christ is ours.
0: Christ our hope in life and death, opening this haven today in a program called Giving Hope in Ukraine. I'm Charles Morris. I want to go back to a message that I gave on this program a year ago when I was there on the border of Ukraine, just a few steps in Poland. It's important to remember what we went through then and how the Lord is still faithful today. Over the last year, brothers and sisters in Christ have learned how to depend on the Lord like never before, and countless more have learned to put their faith in Christ for the very first time. In real time, they have learned and trusted in Christ who reigns now. So they pray, and we pray with them, big, bold prayers, and we are praying with them, praying that the Lord draw near to them, praying that he take care of them. And we have every reason to expect the Lord to hear and answer our prayers. When Israel was suffering in slavery, under the heavy hand of Pharaoh, they cried out to the Lord. And we're told in Exodus, the Lord saw their suffering and he remembered his covenant promises to them. He heard their cries. He knew. He knew their pain. And we know how the story goes. The Lord came down. He intervened and he protected his people and he brought them out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Pharaoh thought he was king, but the Lord reigns over every king on planet Earth. When we watch this news unfold in Ukraine, as Russia continues with its aggression, we might be tempted to feel helpless. Russia is too strong. Or things are just too chaotic, what can we do? We can't forget that Jesus reigns over all things even now. That Jesus sees this. He hears the cries of those who are suffering and those who are resisting, and he knows them. After the Lord brought them out, the Lord wouldn't let Israel forget. In Exodus 22, after The Lord gave Israel the Ten Commandments. Remember what he told them? You shall not afflict any widow or orphan. Widows and orphans were especially vulnerable in the ancient world. Children are generally seen as burdens, and women typically had no means to provide for themselves. A child without a father was a child without an inheritance. A widow had trouble finding a husband later. But the Lord is a father we're told of the fatherless. He is a protector of the widows. Remember Hagar and Ishmael? Hagar was not a widow, but she was banished from the family of Abraham after Sarah decided she couldn't stay. That meant Hagar was without a husband. Ishmael was without a father, but the Lord found them in the wilderness, and he protected them. Israel was suffering, but the Lord stepped in. And now the Lord was calling his people to be like him, to care for the fatherless, to protect the widow. Do not afflict the vulnerable. That was the call. And that's our call today. It forces us to consider our ways of life. Who are you concerned about right now? Are you only concerned about yourself and maybe your comfort? Or are you concerned about the weak and vulnerable in this world? How would you know? A good test is to ask yourself how you pray. Are your prayers filled with complaints about your own life? Or are you praying for those who are suffering and vulnerable? Those nearby and those in Ukraine. As you watch this war play out on the news cycle, are you praying for those who are suffering there? Are you praying for those Who have lost fathers and husbands or those who have even lost children in the conflict? Are you asking the Lord to stand with the afflicted? Big questions. And they're questions that are just to start with. But one thing is certain. The Lord Jesus reigns over the world even now. And because he reigns, we can be bold in our prayers for the vulnerable and the weak of the world. He is the father to the fatherless. He's the protector of the orphan, and he welcomes the stranger. It was the night that Jesus was betrayed into the hands of the leaders, and he was speaking to his disciples in the upper room. The Passover meal had already ended, and Jesus was telling his disciples what was about to happen. He was going to die. He was going to be spit on, flogged, beaten, abused, and then crucified to death and then he was going to go away he was talking about his resurrection and ascension but the disciples thought he was talking about his burial they were sad they were scared and jesus knew that so he told them something else listen to his words from john 14 i will not leave you as orphans i will come to you Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me, and because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. I will not leave you as orphans, a promise so many I've spoken with this week in Poland have found hope in this. The Lord Jesus does not leave his people as orphans. Orphans are abandoned, or they are the victims of tragedy. They have no protection, no inheritance, but Christ promises not to leave us like that. He promises to be with us, that by faith and by his spirit, we can know he is dwelling inside us. He will not leave us as orphans. He protects his people. He makes sure we have an inheritance, an eternal blessing that belongs to us because of him. He will not leave us. So we pray. We pray that the Lord draw near to so many fleeing here to Poland and other countries in Western Europe from Ukraine. We pray that the Lord draw near to so many in Russia suffering from the sanctions and confused about what really is happening right now. Their media is not telling them in Russia. We pray above all that the Lord would be exalted, that his love and care for his people would ring clear throughout the world. And we pray that he remind us of who we are. Those of us who have faith in Jesus, beloved sons and daughters of the King, called to live our lives to His glory. He will not leave us as orphans, but He will intervene and protect us and make sure we inherit His eternal blessing. He is our hiding place.
3: In a time of trouble In a time for Lord There is a hiding place Where hope is born In a time of danger When our faith is proved There is a hiding place You are my hiding place You always fill my heart With songs of deliverance Whenever I am afraid I will trust in You I will trust in You In You, I will place my trust. My trust in You, I will place my trust. My trust in.
0: The Haven Quartet from their refuge album, Hiding Place and You Are My Hiding Place on this program called Giving Hope in Ukraine. If you're like me, you want to do something. You want to help. But you may be asking how you can help. Well, I'm asking everybody listening to me right now to pray boldly, but then also give boldly to make a difference. Because I know God hears our prayers and he uses our gifts. We're raising funds for Mission Eurasia. They're the most equipped, on-the-ground ministry I know of in Eastern Europe, helping to feed the displaced and share Jesus at the same time. We've been hearing from their president, Sergei Rakuba, on the program this week. They're filling boxes of food to feed families like Nadia that we heard earlier on in the program. I want you to hear now from a young man who's actually filling up those boxes in Ukraine. His name is Andrei Kasilov, or he goes by Andrew in English. He had to flee his home in eastern Ukraine last year, and now he's in the western part of the country working full-time with Mission Eurasia. Andrew, tell us what you're doing, and how's the Lord been blessing you in this trial?
4: As you said, it is my um, uh, job now to help pack this uh, food kit for refugees who live in uh, western Ukraine. God uh, has led me in many ways that were totally unexpected to me and were unthinkable to me. Who could think that uh, in a year uh, I would be living in a different part of Ukraine helping uh, people in need when uh, such crisis is uh, raging in our country? It was just uh, fabulous how uh, God has led me all this time. And despite uh, the war that is now in Ukraine, I also uh, got engaged uh, in March last year. So just uh, after the war started. And uh, now we, uh, with my fiancé, we are uh, planning uh, our wedding that is going to be in June. So it's kind of uh, crazy to... What else can God do in our lives?
0: Amen. Andrew Kiselov with Mission Eurasia. Thanks for joining me on the program once again. So I want to ask you, if you've joined me today on the program, how many families can you help? $50 feeds a family of five for a week. Plus, it puts a copy of the Bible in Ukrainian into their lives. Remember again, not a dime for haven. 100% of your gift for Ukraine goes to Ukraine. We just ask you to make clear how much you're giving to Ukraine and how much to Haven Today, and we'll honor your instructions. So right now, would you pray boldly, but then give boldly? Go to haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us now at eight hundred sixty five 65 haven eight hundred sixty five 65 haven I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow on Friday? And again, we'll be sharing together this great story, the story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. When we think of our God as an all-consuming fire, as Hebrews tells us, our first thought is in the negative, isn't it? It means his holy wrath is unstoppable. That's true. But there's another layer of this idea that puts us firmly on holy ground. Moses and the burning bush. Exodus 3 tells us what Moses saw. The bush was on fire, but it didn't burn up. A perfect analogy. A life set ablaze by the power and purpose of the Lord. On fire with faith, yet not consumed. In fact, protected by that flame. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. Don't put that fire out or hide it. Let it shine for the world to see. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.